got a good story. Yeah, it's about a campus serial killer who murders eight students. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio, who's definitely not asleep. <laughs> That's really good. That's good to hear. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm already thrown off. Um, we're here to talk about Urban Legends Final Cut. We're halfway through our Urban Legend marathon. But first, Brennan? But first. But first. Uh-huh. Tell me. Um, what it's time first? for our 10-word reviews. <gasps> okay. Of, of movies we watched in the past week? While we were awake. Okay. Yes. You're really... You're really awake forward on this to the point that i'm very concerned because as far as i knew you were awake this whole time one never knows so it's always good to to let others know that i am indeed awake okay so greta chloe and micah shine as best friends who can't think critically uh my review of greta is not as stupid crazy as i wanted but still fun it was very fun delightful yeah um so how to lose a guy in 10 days once again, the straights make a mockery of intrapersonal relationships. <laughs> Disgusting. Ooh, okay. Um, and my review of Same is maybe the most contrived plot to ever grace the screen. <laughs> I think that's a pretty bold statement. I thought I went there with my statement, but I think yours was a little bit extra saucy. Well, yeah, but it's true. It took like a full 20 minutes just to like of like hard work and dialogue to get the... It, just the setup of them meeting and how it w- would work in such a weird way. And that's why it's such a genius script, Brennan. This is the kind of script that should be taught in script writing classes. It, all the setup is there. It's a perfect two hours. <laughs> it has a star cast, a young Catherine Hahn, Kate Hudson, uh-huh. Matthew McConaughey. Okay, how, how is Catherine Hahn relevant to the script? You show me a bad script with Catherine Hahn, Brennan, and I will leave It's called this Bad Moms. That was a great movie. Bad Moms Christmas was a great movie. You own Bad Moms. No, that's not true. You tell lies. You are telling lies like Johnny John. Prove me wrong. I could take a picture of my collection that does not have Bad Moms in it. You can who you could easily be hiding it. That's true. It's in a it's, secret stash. It's a lot harder to prove something is false than it is to prove something is true. Exactly. Anyway, I don't own Bad Moms. And also, you're spreading libel about me on Twitter about how I've watched Call Me By Your Name five times. I barely watched it once. Uh, This is great. Uh, Anyway, we're here to talk about Urban Legends Final Cut. As always, we rate our movies out of five on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. But first, here is the plot of the movie as read from the back of my Scream Factory Blu-ray. And I'm so happy this movie has one. Scream Factory really is doing the Lord's work. Okay. At Alpine University, someone is determined to win the best film award at any cost, even if it means eliminating the competition. No one is safe and everyone is a suspect. Urban Legends Final Cut is an edge-of-your-seat thriller that will keep you guessing until the shocking climax. And that's literally just a huge list of the cast. Wow, this is, this is seriously too many people. It was a big cast. Yeah, it really was. 
But the cast does include Joey Lawrence, Ava Mendez, Anthony Anderson, Loretta Devine from the original Urban Legend, and Hart Bachner from, well, people would know him from uh, Die Hard, but I know him from Terror Train, where he plays the bully that um, basically ignites Kenny's rage, and also that is best friends with Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend. And, uh, yeah, he dies. Spoilers! Well, Okay. It came out in 1980. Like, you had time to watch Terror Train. And also, it's a slasher movie. I think I did watch it. I wasn't that impressed. It's pretty slow. It is a slow movie, and it's not super gory, but I still like it. Um, Good for you. And Hart Bachner really grew into a silver fox. Was he in this movie? Yeah. I I literally just I know. I know. That's what we call in the business a joke. joke. (laughs) Yeah. Those comedy classes are really working for you. You've been at the butt end of him a couple times, so I would think you would remember, but, oh, man. you know. You're acting you so smug about your weird nonsense. <laughs> you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force him to take a joke. Okay. Um, and you're a horse's ass. Anyway, so, um, oh. Hart is hot. He wasn't in 1980, but My he feelings. is in 2000, so it's 20 years. Done him good. Um, Who was he in this? He was the professor guy, and spoiler alert, the killer. What? Yeah, he was the one who murdered everyone in this movie. He wasn't that much of a silver fox. Uh, I, I, he works for me. Okay. No further comments. <laughs> okay, so what's your scariness score? Oh, wait, you never asked. I did, I'm pretty sure. Oh. I can go to the tape if I need to prove this. <laughs> to the tapes we go. Uh, my scariness score is a one. Okay. Um, I'm giving it a two, but I want to know why you found gave it a one. Um, I'm more interested in hearing what you gave it a two because what I'm hearing clearly is you don't have any evidence to support your claims. Well, I mean, it's there's, it's hard to find scary moments to like even give it that one. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like there were no scary moments to give it anything higher. No, the most terrifying thing about this movie is the crushing amount of student debt that these kids are going to have because this school is the most well-appointed film school you will ever see. They have a fake airplane set that they get to shake around and put fake rain on. Um, they have, the campus is beautiful. There's a giant river that constantly has canoers on it. Mm-hmm. And like the building. What's a canoe? Someone doing a canoe. Oh, so people canoeing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what did you think it was? Like, I don't know. Like, Who's ever heard of the word canoeer? You, you can just put kind of R's at the end of any noun and make it a verb. Oh, he's a canoeer, that guy. Yeah, they're canoeing. It sounds like a Canadian thing, like a Canuck. Okay. That's a thing, right? A Canuck? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe they were related. Anyway, I'm pretty sure they are also Canuck canoers because I'm fairly certain this was filmed in Canada. <laughs> oh, almost certainly. Yes. Anyway, um, no, there's this beautiful river and like the film school building is kind of looming over the river. It's just, it's a school. It's the dream school. It's better than USC. It's better than, um, you know, other film schools that are good. Tish? Sure. Wow. AFI? Yeah, it's better than CSULB film program. UCLA? Uh-huh. Or or the best one of all, CSULB film program. Oh, no, it was great. Where a notable alumni include, well, Steven, Steven Spielberg-ish and me. Brennan. <laughs> End of list. Our two greats. Also, the camera person from Halloween Resurrection who gets murdered with his own tripod. And the screenwriter from uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Tim Burton edition. Really? Yeah. I don't know if she was filmed, but she graduated from her school. She was in the business program. <laughs> Probably. Anyway. Um, yeah. 
And also, I I just I kind of like the fencing mask, which I know you didn't as much. No, it was dumb. About it, what was dumb about it? It's a fencing mask in a horror movie about movies. Like why why a fencing mask? Okay, Jason wears a hockey mask, and no one's ever. Well, I'm sure people are, but you weren't. Like, why is he wearing a hockey mask? That's dumb. It's, it's just, just a different sport. It doesn't. This doesn't fit with the movie. Okay, that is true. Um, but, like at no point was there any fencing mentioned. Like why a fencing mask? Okay, would, what would you rather have had it be if it was relevant to the like film school? Um, like a drama mask. Uh, that's the theater school. Same oh, difference. It's probably across the river. <laughs> Same difference. Okay. Um. Anyway, it's what a, would you have? What would you say would be a great mask? Uh, I say a great mask is the fencing mask, and I like it a lot. I like the smoothness of it. Um, the way it completely obliterates the person's face. Mm-hmm. Look, a fencing mask is great. If we're talking just mask, like. On mask, you know, attributes. <laughs> mask for mask. <laughs> uh, um, that's a great, it's a great mask. Like, no one's denying that the mask is not great. I'm saying it's just not great for this movie. I don't disagree with that. Um, you did not make this point as eloquently when you were yelling at the movie last night. <laughs> but that makes sense. But I do like the effect that the mask gives for the killer, whether or not it makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And look, like I said, it's a well-appointed university. I'm sure they have a fencing program. There's fencing majors for all the kids of rich people who bribed their way <laughs> into this campus. Oh, yes. You can tell we're reviewing this movie on this week because of scandals. Yeah. Lori Laughlin's kid is definitely going to Alpine University. <laughs> Oh man, did you hear about that girl? What happened? She was on she's like on spring break right now or something. Um, ooh, ooh. she's apparently like on a yacht somewhere. Of course uh, she is. When she found out about the news and <laughs> the yacht was owned by like the USC Board of Trustees, <gasps> like something or other. Well, they know. Mm-hmm. So it was just insane. Anyways, enough about these poor children. These no, they're victims, rich children. These victims of privilege. Uh, Brennan, what was your scariness score? I already, I, we did this. Well, why, why did you give it a one? Just cause it, just nothing affected you. Nothing affected me. Fair enough. Let's move on to campiness. Okay. What's your campiness score? Three. Okay. I'm giving it a four. Um, okay. So the reasons for my three, um, pretty much have to do almost exclusively with the Legally Blonde character. Which one is that? Cause there well, were two, two cast members. From so one is the... One of the twins, <laughs> or oh both boy. of the twins, yes. I guess. Uh-huh. There's there um, is a character who plays twins in this movie because uh, it's a soap opera. <laughs> uh-huh. And then the other is the bad actress. Oh, okay. So which one? The bad actress. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, she was that whole scene where they film her just being terrible, and like they have all the dailies, and she's just uh-huh. like so bad. Um, what was that one thing that she does that cracked you up? Well, she... Okay, so they're filming a scene... Okay, sorry. Let's let's set up the plot a little bit because the back of the movie kind of was more just fluff ad mm-hmm. copy. Um, so there's a girl who's trying to win this prestigious film award at her prestigious film school. She has to beat out all the kids of famous people. They're literally... She's actually the daughter of a famous documentarian who probably, if he wasn't dead, would have bribed to get her way into there. Anyway, huh. so... Um, <laughs> She decides to finally, like, break out of her family business and make a narrative film based on the events of the original urban legend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, basically, this is Scream 2. Like, we're taking a look at the first movie. We're going to make a movie about this movie. But people are also being killed in the style of urban legends. So... It's the style of urban legends, but it's also the style of the movie because the movie is urban legend and it's very Kevin Williamson, but a little confusing because he didn't have 
any control. He didn't write the script. Yeah, he didn't write the script. So it was someone, <laughs> he was not involved. Someone trying very hard to do him. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I've really lost... Oh, yeah. So they're making a scene where the killer attacks her in the shower and like written on the shower wall is like, I don't know, some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> so she sees the killer and she screams and in the dailies it's just all of the different versions of this scene and so, but one of my favorites is she screams and then she kind of just falls out of frame <laughs> she mm-hmm. just falls over and there's another one where she does this like kung fu like mm-hmm. oh god it's just she follows all of her worst improv impulses <laughs> mm-hmm. um that was that was a great scene yeah i mean yes she was a bad actress but she had the spirit so i give her credit for that she did she really she was a method actress for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was really into it. Um, no, I totally agree with that. There's so much, so much campiness in this. The dead dog. Oh, the fake dead dog that they had. Yeah, I thought that was campy. I guess it was like hanging in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, just the whole thing of the film school. This is basically the velvet buzzsaw of film school. Like satirically just skewering every like awful character that is at a film school because velvet buzzsaw did the same for the high end art world. Mm-hmm. Um also not Wake. being a great film in the process. Mm-hmm. Um but no, like literally um this one dude who's a red herring for being the killer, he's really mad at the girl for stealing his genre from him, which first of all that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um this is how women directors are treated in Hollywood. And but he's like, "Don't steal Hitchcock from me." And I'm like, "Oh, yes. You're the only film student who likes Hitchcock. That's such a big part of your personality. Congratulations." Mm-hmm. God, um, I can't, I can't picture that guy's face in my head right now. Oh, he's very white and bland. Um, oh yeah. And the whole, the whole murder motive is that the professor, um, killed this kid who directed the greatest student film ever. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to take this film and pretend it's mine and go to Hollywood and, and I'll get a get trilogy. A, yeah, I'll get a three picture deal and millions of dollars. And I'm like, no student film is that good. I don't care how good of a professor you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was hilarious to me because that also reeks of like the dreams of film school students. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing. Professors make bank, okay? If you're on the tenure track, you're living a really, like, lush life. So, hats off to you, tenure track faculty. Oh, we yeah. We admire you and salute you. Oh, yeah. But also just everyone in this movie is a sociopath. When that kid dies, supposedly of a suicide, spoiler alert, it wasn't. It's a slush movie. He got killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the professor quotes Truffaut in his eulogy, which is so pretentious. And also... Like, literally, right before the scene where the kid's name is Travis, where mm-hmm. he supposedly commits suicide, he's really sad about the bad grade he got on his film. And our main girl, being a sociopath, just like everyone else, is like, oh, that's too bad that you're sad. So do you know any DPs I can use? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is director photography, by the way. Not not the other thing. Oh, I, I love these insider business terms. You're oh, using. yeah. It really, you know, uh, greases my goose. The cat from Captain Marvel? Yes never catch him too greasy <laughs> too greasy um <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know where to go with that joke anyway no camp stuff there's twins um oh there's a great part she's really this character um she has so much more character than the previous final girl from urban legend the first uh-huh. but all of those character traits are that she is terrible <laughs> Um, there's a part where she's talking to the, the bad actress friend when she's developing the script and she's like, so have you heard this story about like the campus 
uh, scream during finals week where everyone screams to like let out stress, but someone was murdered during that time. So her Mm -hmm. screams were drummed up by the real screams or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the girl's like, yeah, I heard that happened to this other college. And basically the girl's like, no, you stupid idiot. And she's like, it's a, and she takes off her glasses and she's like, urban legend. (laughs) And I don't know. She's just really awful. I have so many notes for this, but I'm just going to land on one last thing. Okay. The like Beavis and Butthead comedy duo of Anthony Anderson and the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of sneak up on our main girl when she's watching the film guy make his film, yada, yada, yada. And they're like, ooh, you're in love. And they're like bothering her and the guy. Um, but the, they basically tell him to piss off. And so Anthony Anderson's like, let's go play hopscotch. And they just leave. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe the best way any character has left a scene ever. <laughs> they survive though, right? Uh, no, they do not. They, they are murdered not. at the theme park. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Well, we, we haven't even mentioned the theme park. because well, apparently they can afford to get film permits for a theme park. I'm that's, so mad. That's what your tuition dollars pay for at Alpine University. Absolutely. Um, so as far as flas campiness goes... Oh, one more thing. Um, well, I guess two things, but I'm going to save one for later. Ooh, okay. Uh, who is the Sky Man? <laughs> There is a guy who lives up in the rafters of the auditorium. Uh-huh. We see him in the first scene, like, quoting along with the person who's giving a speech, which yeah. is weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, about the alumni of the university. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the end, he, like, when the twin of the guy is getting the award for the guy's film, who could care? Mm-hmm. Um, he's up in the rafters with a sniper rifle. And then yeah. Loretta <laughs> Divine shoots him. And then it turns out this is a movie within a movie uh-huh. within a movie within a movie. <laughs> So many films. Um, but so he was there in real life, but also in the movie, or is real life the movie? But he's nothing. He's not a character. No, he was just in that one frame, and then I guess they referred to, they, they used him to trick us into thinking that it was not in like another movie within a movie. But sure enough, like who was he then in the beginning? I think it's best not to think too hard about. Well, really the final scene of any horror film, but also especially this one. Okay. I was just left bamboozled. Oh, absolutely. And confused as to who who this man is. You know, what is his story? Is he is he like a fifth year senior, you know? Like is his major like expired oh, okay. or whatever? I actually he reminds me of someone who I will not name, but someone who lingered far too long in the film program where I went, who was like a seventh year senior and he was like, I'm the big man on campus and I feel like if he if he just stuck around for twenty more years he would become the sky man. <laughs> See exactly. I want to know. I want to know his story. That's a far more interesting movie. Well, maybe it'll be in Urban Legends: Bloody Mary, the Phantom of the of the film program. Oh, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> so our next category is uh, sadness. So Brennan, <laughs> on on what? How many tears did you give this movie? How many tears did you shed? Um, I shed none. Moving on to my effects score, though, which I have some of. Um, I was wavering between giving this a two and a three, but I'm going to give it a three because of one very well executed kill. Um, but otherwise, the decapitation. Yes, um, it's not an incredibly gory movie, but it is significantly gorier than the first Urban Legend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I want to hear what your score is. Um, I'm giving it a two. Okay. At the effects were, I guess they were good for whatever budget this movie was. Um, 
Yeah, they were okay. They didn't distract really from the movie. If some effects were bad, like the bad dog, it was meant to be campy. Well, yeah, and that, that was supposed. That was a, an effect in the film within the uh-huh, film. Uh huh. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, it really did. Like I could believe that these were kids on a college campus just filming a film. Okay. Um, no, I totally get that. Um, but I will. I will just say the. I believe it's the character of the actress. She gets drugged and she wakes up in a bathtub full of ice. They're doing the the stolen mm-hmm, kidney mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, urban legend. Yes, but there's just there's so many layers to this kill that it's it's really gross. It's the goriest of the kills, and it's also the most like final destination y puzzle trap esque of them all. Like she's lost her kidney, and basically. She wakes up in the tub of ice. She tries to escape out the window, but there's a dog chained up outside and there's like barbed wire on the fence and the killer grabs her and she grabs at the barbed wire and starts ripping her hands. Mm-hmm. And then the, the killer like rips open her kidney wound and it's mm-hmm. really gross. And then um, the window shatters and she gets decapitated with the glass of the window and there's mm-hmm. like super sludgy blood all over the windowsill. Mm-hmm. And then the killer like tosses her kidney out to the dog. You see, this is why my... Um can't be score was as high as it was what was that silly to you yes because this whole scene is pointless when you think about it <sighs> because no one ever finds out that she's dead yeah they well, think she's that, in la filming law and order or whatever that but i mean it's like why go to the like the, the why go to the lengths to drug this girl um cut out a kidney from her uh-huh. um presumably well so that she's not bleeding internally mm-hmm. um and then, like, stitch her up somewhat, put her in a tub. Um, why not just kill her from the get-go? Um, and then, like, because if you're going to use the kidney, presumably, like, we're supposed to believe that he's going to save this kidney for something. Uh, what would he use it for, do you think? I don't know, sell it on the black market. Oh, yeah, I, I do remember you saying that it was a waste of good organs and that he should have sold them. And I was like, okay, Sergio. Look, he went to such lengths to remove <laughs> this kidney to let us know, like, what urban legend he was uh-huh. playing at. That to me it was just like that's too extra. Like you have to make good use of this kidney and her other kidney. Like uh-huh. now, why not sell her liver to a couple people? Like she has a, like several organs that she can just he can sell and harvest. Uh huh. Just waste not want not. You know. Yes. Um. Okay, you're not wrong, but these movies are extra. Like when Rebecca Gayhart killed that person with pop rocks and Drano, the Drano would have done it. But the pop rocks are just for fun, you know, like uh-huh. just for the the theme. Mm-hmm. I was just—they're the Martha Stewart of killers. Mm-hmm. Like everything needs to be tied together. I see your point that yes, it is asking a bit much to expect more from these kinds of movies. But I was still upset that you know he just wasted good organs. <laughs> It's really just an economic discontent that you're expressing. Yes. More humanitarian thing. You know, people's lives are literally on the line. Yeah, he could have saved lives. Exactly. By murdering this one bad actress. Exactly. Um, She wasn't an actress, though, was she? Oh, no, she wasn't. She was just some random person. I don't remember who she was. She, like, worked on the set of some director. I don't know. She was Mm -hmm. a character who I could not follow. Yeah. Speaking of characters I couldn't follow, Ava Ava Mendez is in this. (laughs) I have no idea what she's doing in this movie. Mm -hmm. I don't think... She gets killed, but I think off screen in, like, a bell tower. Yeah. After receiving a letter, which we never find out the contents of, Mm -hmm. but presumably... Is she the lesbian one or is the other? We girl think the lesbian she's one? a lesbian just because you like there's like one line or one quote that she says where it's something about like fucking a woman or something. <laughs> yeah, well, no, um, she's like uh, there's this 
I, like Eastern European cinematographer who's like flirting with her, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, if you were a girl, I'd do you." Uh-huh. Um, so that was her. Oh, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. This movie had a lot of interchangeable people, and even Ava Mendez with her beautiful hair, I could not keep her apart from everybody else. No, she dies, and I literally could not care. It's like, why am I supposed to care that she's dead? She's only ever appeared in like three scenes. She has minimal lines, and she always seems so grumpy. Yeah. It's like, okay, big loss. And in this famous fake letter urban legend, apparently, or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, I guess maybe she was tricked into thinking her friend was a lesbian, and they were going to meet in the bell tower? Yeah. Perhaps. I think that's the implication. I guess. That makes more sense. Because I was like, who receives a letter from someone to meet at a bell tower and be like, ah, yes. Perfect. (laughs) And it was 2000. She should have been suspicious that it wasn't an email with a really ridiculous signature attached with a lot of different font colors. (laughs) Those were the days. Uh, The Halcyon days. A simpler time. What do you mean the Halcyon days? Um, you may not know this, but the character, uh, what is it? Edward Halcyon mm-hmm. in Tales of the City. Mm-hmm. The word Halcyon means like, you know, the, the heights of the time. I'll look up specifically what it means. Um, anyway, what's your, uh, quality score overall? I give it a three cause I would rewatch this movie. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't know that I would specifically I, I don't know if i would rank, rank it better than urban legend which a lot of people are fuming that i even suggested that as a concept i would rank it higher than the first i think i did yeah i oh, that, that's fair i think i'd rate it about the same slash maybe i enjoyed it slightly more but it might just be because it was new to me it just feels like a movie that I should have seen a long time ago. Just like um, I was on the Horror Queers podcast recently and I watched another slasher from 2000 called Cherry Falls. Both of those movies are of a piece in that they're not like the best movie in the world. But there's like this little treat from an era that I've seen so much from that I just kind of missed. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice that something new was waiting for me and mm-hmm. I just had a great time. Okay. Um, but also the word Halcyon it denotes a period of time in the past that was idyllically happy and peaceful. So, like, you know, the good old days. Okay. Um, but anyway, dum, dum. there there is some good stuff in this movie. Um, <laughs> um, we've talked at length about it. No, like Hart Bachner's beautiful face. Um, there's, an, there's a cool scene that I like where um, the main girl is doing a jog and she's imagining the, the fencing mask of the killer and she's kind of superimposing all of the suspect's faces inside the, the mask mm-hmm. and try, like while trying it's a really interesting visual way of showing her kind of trying to put the pieces together and solving trying to solve the mystery mm-hmm. and here for it. Yeah, I really, really liked that. Um, there are 12 times the Foxy Brown in this movie because Loretta Devine is using all of her security monitors mm-hmm. <laughs> to watch her movies. Yeah. If there's one thing that I enjoyed about this movie, it's that Loretta Devine gets like a meteor part. Oh, yeah. They, it, they know that she was the good part in the last movie. Yeah. And it makes her just, it lets her shine, really. Yeah. And she she has like a line of backstory about how the um, Pendleton University covered up all the killings mm-hmm. and she was kind of shunted out of her job and she had to take this entry level position at Alpine University is the only place that would take her. And I was like, it's entry level, but she's still the only one who works there. Mm-hmm. So how can that be entry level? <laughs> it's just the level. Mm-hmm. There, There's no upward mobility if you're the only person on the entire security staff. Um, but yeah, 
I will say the the third act is redeemed by only by one scene because it's a very muddled, confusing thing. Ava Mendez is there for no reason. Um, like while we're it is too long. Yeah, we're trying to figure out who the killer is, and then Joey Lawrence is staring through a window, and you're like, "Why is he here?" Yeah, I forgot he was in the movie at all. Oh yeah, I still have forgotten. I loved Joey Lawrence um, when I was younger, and so seeing him anytime with hair is a delight. But. <laughs> Uh, I think he still looks good, or at least on the cover of Melissa and Joey, which is probably like a decade old by now. Yeah, um, I think it's like 15 years old. What? Um, really? Yeah, you're old, Brennan. Oh, um, so, 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 yeah, I was disappointed to to say the least when he showed up at the end, and I was like, "Who?" Yeah, I was more just disappointed in the fact that the movie didn't have better make better use of him. Is he the one who got shot? Honestly, I can't recall. <laughs> I don't yeah, remember. He- these characters are so forgettable. He was like the one that became like an agent at the end. Who even knows? But um, whoever it is that gets shot in that scene gets blasted through a freaking wall, and it's glorious. Yes. Um, anyway, I think that's about it. Do you have any final final thoughts on Final Cut? Um, no, I do not. Oh, great. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you what we're watching next week and we're going to do some, some fun guessing games. But first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, and review. Yes. Give us how many stars? Um, I think we deserve four. But yeah. five, you know, charity. Look, no, five stars because, look, I'm sorry this has been a very sleepy podcast. No, it's, we've been awake, damn it. We ha- I, Yes, urgently awake. Um, but we're, we're doing it at the end of what has been a very long work day for me because we're trying to get back on schedule for messing up the past two weekends. Yes. So you're welcome, everybody. We work so hard. We do. Um, for the money. <laughs> anyway, so so next week we're going to be capping off um, the Freddy Krueger saga for the time being with Wes Craven's New Nightmare from 1994. Um, but after that, we're going to be doing the third Urban Legends film, which is Urban Legends Bloody Mary. So what do you think? What the hell do you think is going to happen in this movie? I think I made my prediction before where I said it's going to be Yorona inspired. <sighs> okay. Why not Bloody Mary inspired? Because I want to be consistent with my with my predictions. Okay, I, I do have a prediction. I mean, I have a question prediction. What, whatever. Um, do you think Bloody Mary is going to be real? Do you think there's going to be a real ghost in this movie, or it's going to be like another slasher movie with someone pretending to be Bloody Mary? I think it's going to be that one. And I'm going to say there's going to be a twist ending that it's just a real ghost. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say I do know two things about this movie. It came out in 2005, and apparently Kate Mara is in it. Oh, so that'll be fun. Be good to look forward to that. Oh, also, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention that Rebecca Gayhart does have a cameo at the end of this. Oh, yeah, that's another campy thing that I. Oh, yeah, you're smart. Uh, (laughs) Where she just gives bug eyes into the camera. Uh huh. She's like, well, because she appears in like an asylum with the director guy. Um. Yeah. The the killer is in a institution, and she's like the nurse at this institution because apparently Pendleton has a great medical program. Mm -hmm. Good for her. She, you know. Got a second chance at life. She sure did. Um, and she's using that to plot against just people. In general. Yeah, because the people from the first movie are not in the second one. No, because I think... Well, look, as I said, the last scene of any horror movie is not worth trying to understand. But theoretically, Jared Leto and uh, the other one, Alicia Witt, are like dead because maybe Rebecca Gayhart killed them. And then she told the story to somebody else at some other place. Mm-hmm. Uh, who could care? Anyway... 
We'll see you next week. Well, hopefully Bloody Mary will tie all these loose strings together. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm or, sure it will. Okay. Um, but until next time, good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.